Today on Locked on Ducks, we preview tonight's game against Vegas, Sunday's game against Philly, and we'll talk about World's Juniors. All of this on today's Locked on Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Heidi Ho, welcome everyone to Locked on Ducks. This is Jason J.D. Hernandez, and you're locked in on this Friday. Yes, it's a late Friday show. I mentioned before that the last couple shows yesterday and today would be late because I wanted to talk about the World's Junior Championships. But before we get into all that, you can hear this podcast or any of the previous episodes on Locked on Ducks via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Follow along on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow me personally at StimpyJD. Later on in the podcast, I'll be joined by Rachel Donner from Locked on Flyers. We're going to talk about Sunday's impending matchup. And we'll also talk some World's Juniors. And we'll talk about Trevor Zegris, who is a very elite player. He had four points in today's victory over Germany. So we're going to talk plenty about Trevor Zegris. But first, let's preview tomorrow night's game. Or sorry, tonight's game against the Vegas Golden Knights. Last time these two teams met, it was Vegas that would overtake Anaheim 5-2 on a game at T-Mobile Arena. This is only the second of four meetings between these two teams. They will play again on New Year's Eve. Yes, New Year's Eve in Las Vegas. That is a noon start time. And then these two teams play again later in February. So we still have a long way to go before that matchup. But they play twice in five days. As for tonight's game, this is the first game back for both teams. In fact, it is the first game back for every team in the National Hockey League as the Christmas break comes to a close. On net, expected for the Ducks will be John Gibson, and expected on net for Vegas will be Fleury. Yes, the flower is back. He's looking good. Uh, Subban has also looked very good for Vegas this season. The Ducks have some reinforcements back, and to that most fans are going to say, thank goodness for that, because, you know, we still don't know how the flu even started, but at least we got some players back for the Ducks. Uh, right now, it looks as though Ryan Getzloff is going to be back. Silverberg will be back tonight. Ricard Raquel is still out for tonight's game against Vegas. So we'll see how the Ducks do coming off of the holiday break. For tonight's game, the Ducks are expected to have these lines out there. We got Henrik, Getzloff, and Carrick. Sam Carrick is going to be on that line with Henrik and Getzloff. Max Comtois, Isaac Lundestrom, and Jakob Silverberg. All right. Then we have Jones, Steele, Kasha together. So Kasha is going to be with that young line of Sam Steele and Max Jones. And then we have Nick Delorier, Shore, and Carter Rowney on the fourth line. A bit of mixing up yet again for the Ducks. Let's see how this goes. I mean, that's pretty much all I can say. Let's see how this goes. Let's see if Dallas Eakins can pull the rabbit out of his hat for tonight's game against Vegas. Vegas currently is second place in the Pacific Division. They have 46 points. So do the Arizona Coyotes. But the Coyotes have played one less game. So by percentage points... Arizona is in first place in the Pacific Division. They are 21-14-4. Vegas comes in 20-14-6. Currently, 
the Vegas Golden Knights have 122 goals. That is tops in the Pacific. Uh, sorry, second to top in the Pacific Division, just behind the Vancouver Canucks. Vegas is really led by goaltending. Mark Andre Fleury has been tremendous this season. I said Subban once again. He's been great this year. But Vegas has a couple of pretty deep lines. They're led by Max Pacioretty, who has 16 goals, 37 points, and Mark Stone, who has 13 goals and 35 points. Someone else to watch out for if you're the Ducks. The Corsi King, Jonathan Marcheseau, he's got 27 points this season. He's always kind of been that thorn on the side of many teams, including the Ducks, over the past couple seasons. And of course, watch out for the always dangerous William Carlson. He's always a dangerous player against any team. As far as defensive cores, uh, Shea Theodore, he's got 20 points this season for Vegas. And Nate Schmidt's got 14 points. Those two can always get on the scoreboard at any time. And Vegas is a goal-scoring team. They will pound you with shot after shot after shot. They are very relentless with their top two lines. Really, their top three lines. Vegas is one of the most deep teams as far as scoring goes in the entire National Hockey League. So if you're the Ducks, you've got to find a way to neutralize those top two lines and see if you can force the bottom two to try to make some kind of difference in the game. And also, let's see how the Ducks respond after having lost a few players to the flu and see how they respond after this break. Coming up after the first intermission, I will be joined by the host of Locked on Flyers. We're going to preview Sunday's game. But before that, we're going to talk about World Junior Championships and talk about the Ducks prospect, Trevor Zegras. Coming up after the first intermission, stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and I have a guest for the rest of the show today. Checking in from Locked On Flyers. Uh, introduce yourself, please. Hi, I'm Rachel. And what else can you tell us about yourself? Uh, as you said, I'm one of the co-hosts of Locked On Flyers here, and I've been a Flyers fan for my entire life, probably since before birth. I do have, you know, some baby tees of mine laying around somewhere. <laughs> do you really? I do. <laughs> I do. Thanks to my mother. So, so are you uh, a yeah. second generation, third generation Flyers fan? Uh, I would say second, because my parents are actually both New Yorkers, and oh. my mom grew up a Rangers fan, and uh, she, both she and my father went to college in the Philadelphia area and stayed, so they raised Philadelphia sports fans. Nice. Well, we are all part of one great hockey community, but we're also part of one great hockey country, and you see where this is going. Earlier today, USA beat Germany in the World Junior Championships. And one of those players that I'm sure many Ducks fans are very excited about is someone by the name of Trevor Zegris. Or Zegris. Yeah, it's like Zebra, but Zegra. So, there you go. Uh, what was your takeaway on the WJC game against Germany, first off? Your overall takeaway? Man, it was 
a little stressful, but turned out good in the end. Uh, Zagreus had a phenomenal game. I I mean, his instincts passing-wise are just extraordinary. And to me, that's more important than goal scoring. I mean, you can watch somebody like a Cole Caulfield score those flashy goals, but to me, the most exciting thing is a perfectly paced pass, and he was on it today with four of them. Yeah, not only that, but four primary assists that we have to point out, Um, especially that last one where he did that little spin move behind the net. And he was getting into those areas, those down and dirty areas in the corners behind the net. Not only is he a great passer, but you got to like his overall play and getting down in those areas, right? Absolutely. Yeah, he was really obvious out there on the ice. You could just see him doing everything. I would say the only thing that I would say he has to improve on a little bit is some of his like back checking and defensive play. Mm-hmm. But I think offensively, he has all the tools that you want at that age. Absolutely. And going back to something that I was mentioning to someone else, Zegris only had 10 minutes of playing time. And you mentioned a name that I like, Cole Caulfield. He's one of those guys that puts goals away. Why not put Zegris on a line with Cole Caulfield? Don't you think that would yield some, I guess, better results for Team USA in general? Or who are some players that you think Zegris would do well on with this roster? Yeah, it's, you know, I think they're trying a bunch of different combinations to see what sticks. And they learned a lot, I think, from that loss versus Canada. Mm-hmm. And that things just were not working in that game the way they would have liked. And especially committing a ton of penalties and such. So I think that that's the main thing that they need to improve. But I think Zegras could probably play really well with anybody. And, you know, having him out there with Bobby Brink, just because he's a guy I pay attention to as a Flyers prospect. I think, you know, Bobby Brink is a guy who is super creative out there and you can just see he is so smart in terms of even when he's away from the puck he puts himself in the right position all the time in order to be successful and he finds open ice where you might not think to go there but he can just see the game in a way that a lot of these kids don't and so I thought that might be an interesting combination. Yeah, in fact, Bobby Brink had a goal late in the game today. I think he had one in the third period, yes? He did, and and it was a prime example of that, where they were on the power play, and he drifted into this nice open area of ice so that when the puck bounced off for a rebound, he was there and just tapped in an easy goal. That overall play was embodiment of what kind of players Team USA has. And if I remember correctly, Zegris was on the ice for that goal as well. You know, he did a great job of driving the puck out of the dasher boards and getting it to Brink. And Brink did get it back on the rebound. So technically, I could give Zegris a quote-unquote fifth assist. Maybe a phantom assist <laughs> there. But but I love Brink being at the right place at the right time. Um, what do you make of Brink's overall play on late in, late in today's game? I think he's doing really well. You know, he is really, really tiny. So um, I don't know if you saw in the game against Canada, he got completely wrecked. He did. He did. 
I in can't that believe game. that one. Yeah. But I think he came back pretty strong and was able to contribute later in the game. And I think he did have a much better game against Germany for sure. But, you know, I, I just think he is so smart and knows the tools that he has. And especially because he is so small, he knows he has to be faster and make those quick moves in order to get the opportunities that he does. Who does he remind you of, that, of someone that plays in the NHL, either currently or of recent memory? Who does Bobby Brink remind you of? Like, I want to say Danny Breer. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, why is that? <laughs> well, just because of the size issue. And I think Danny had to be extra creative. And I know some might say he was, you know, threw a little too many elbows. But... Um, I think that he was able to make it work. And I think Danny was really good on the rush like Bobby is. But Mm -hmm. also when they're set up, he's able to, again, find that space and get goals where other guys might not. Yeah, as as far as Zegris goes, I don't know if I can make a comparison yet because he is still young in this tournament. But part of me wants to say that Zegris reminds me a little bit. There's some shades of Corey Perry because he's one of those guys that kind of jabs a little bit, tries to get under the opponent's skin. And Zegris did get in there on a couple of scrums as opposed to... <laughs> I know fans are saying, Corey Perry's back? No. Uh, Brink, yeah, he's... No, a... please no. Please yeah. no. You're not going to see Brink in a fight anytime soon, right? No. <laughs> No, although Joel Farabee's been in two fights, so I will I won't say it'll never happen. <laughs> but with Bobby Brink's speed, could you see the comparison? Maybe shades of Gaudreau, perhaps. Perhaps, yeah. I think you know the that level of skill remains to be seen, but uh, I think the comparison is definitely possible. Can you stick around for one more segment and talk about the Flyers? Absolutely. Oh, wonderful. Much more to come after the second intermission. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked on Ducks. I'm joined by Rachel from Locked on Flyers. And Rachel, how was your holiday, by the way? It was lovely. How was yours? Not too bad. Anything special that you received this Christmas? No, um, I don't celebrate Christmas, but I do have cousins that do. And so I usually go over to their place on Christmas Day. And we've developed an annual tradition of going outdoor ice skating on Christmas morning. And it was so much fun this year. Oh, that's perfect out there. So tonight, or sorry, not tonight. Tonight, the Ducks play the Vegas Golden Knights. On Sunday at the Ponda, the Ducks will face the Philadelphia Flyers, a team that has already handily beat the Ducks earlier this season. So let's talk about the Ducks and the Flyers really quickly. Uh, just for a few seconds, I'll say the Ducks did lose to Philly 4-1, to I believe the score was. But that was an emotional night because that was the night where Oscar Lindblom came back for the first time into Wells Fargo Center. Uh, just for a hot second, what do you remember about that night? Lind- Lindblom's uh, I guess reappearance at Wells Fargo Center. Yeah, it was super emotional. 
the Flyers had just come off, obviously, learning about his diagnosis and a terrible road trip that was kind of repercussions from that news. And I think just everybody was off kilter, but everybody sort of thought that once they returned home and could kind of get their bearings and see him, that things would be better. And lo and behold, they were. And and he was smiling and just, I think, being a lot more supportive of everybody else than the support that he was getting. It, it was uh, he's just one of those kids that is always smiling and you just want to do everything you can to help him out. And I think, you know, the Flyers did that. Yeah, absolutely. The Flyers played a very inspired game. And even before the game, everyone had tears in their eyes in the crowd. It was so emotional. Even I was kind of welling up a little bit just seeing that all unfold. You know, it was a Ducks Flyers game, so I saw the whole thing. But the Flyers played emotional. They played with their spirits lifted. They beat the Ducks. Uh, what do you see coming into Sunday's game at Anaheim for the Flyers? So this is going to be a little bit of a different situation. Obviously, the Flyers have had the same break everybody else has. And I think, you know, with the Ducks and the Flyers and several other teams, I'm still trying to figure out who patient zero is, but the flu has been going around the NHL like crazy. And so I know the Ducks have been suffering from that. But from what I understand, Silverberg and Getzloff are back. Uh, For the Flyers, Matt Niskanen was back. Provorov played sick because he's on an Ironman streak and he refuses to not play. He's almost at 300 consecutive games now. But but that's my boy. I love that guy. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. I was not surprised that he played sick and he had 23 minutes too. Yeah. Wow. So in his last game, like when he was sick, it wasn't the game against the Ducks, but yeah. So uh, hopefully everybody is feeling better. And uh, unfortunately for the Flyers, they will be on the second half of a back-to-back. And this is the second time this season the Flyers have had a back-to-back where the second game was only 22 hours after the game the day before. So it's less than a full day. And, you know, Vigneault was a little cranky about that in practice today, which... I don't blame him because it's not great no, it's to have un- to it's travel understandable. and then play. Yeah, I mean, the Ducks just so, went through the same thing in New York, having to play the Islanders and then play the Rangers for a 9 a.m. matinee the following day. Sorry, 9 a.m. local, wow. our time, noon New York time, which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the schedule gods, just due to circumstance, have not been great this year for the Flyers, but... I think obviously that changes things in the in terms of being prepared and being tired. And so I think it'll be a lot more competitive game. Um, aside from the obvious player, what other players should the Ducks watch out for? Or who's a player to watch on the Philadelphia side? So I'm not 100% sure if he's going to be back yet Um, he had a groin injury and I don't think he's playing against the Sharks but he could absolutely come back against the Ducks and that's Scott Lawton 
He has stepped up tremendously this season, and especially with Nolan Patrick being out due to his migraine disorder, and now we don't have Oscar Lindblom for the remainder of the season. Scott Lawton, who has been a fourth liner in the past, but was a first-round draft pick, has really just found a place for himself this season. And, you know, while he has only played in about uh, just, I think, 20 games this season due to some injuries. He has nine points and has really contributed. Uh, the other guy I would say is Matt Niskanen. He has been such a breath of fresh air for the Flyers' defense, and I was a little apprehensive about the trade with the Caps to get him, and we were all just kind of like, Matt Niskanen, really? He had kind of a down season last year, but he has turned into a perfect complement to Ivan Provorov this year, and the yeah, two of them he's are not been bad defensive this pairing. No, he's been great. He's got uh, 16, 16 points, points so yeah. far the, this season, yeah, and has been quite good defensively as well. So those are the kind of sleeper guys that I would pay attention to. All right. I've been waiting on this. Ducks fans clearly want to talk about one guy on the Flyers, and you know who it is. I know who it is. It is Andre Kasha's brother, David Kasha. (laughs) What can you tell us about the young kid just being called up from Lehigh? Yeah, so unfortunately, he's back down with Lehigh uh, at the moment. So Ducks it's fans so are going to be so sad. sad. I know, <laughs> I know. But that those pictures of the two of them together on the ice during warmups and the family dinner they had and their parents flying—it was so great. I, I love hockey siblings. It's one of my favorite things. And so whenever they get a chance to play each other, I just love that. And, you know, I said this on Lockdown Flyers, but I am also a fan of parents picking sides where Uh I don't like when parents or families make custom T-shirts or Frankenstein the jerseys. Thank you. Pick sides. Thank you sides and they picked sides you know mom wore one jersey and dad wore the other and i just loved that i'm I'm looking at you sutter family i'm looking at you kopitar family among others yeah i don't i think the hughes family had some stuff made but yeah (laughs) so i just thought it, it was delightful and you know david kasha is such a fun player to watch he's so fast he really has good instincts and it was really great for him to have Voracek there to kind of mentor him. They they played on a line together and, you know, they could speak Czech. And I think that helped David be successful in the few games he did have with the Flyers. And I think right now it's just a numbers game why he got sent down. But I think that he's absolutely top of the list to come back up if the opportunity presents itself. Yeah, but if only he can come back for this game on Sunday, that'd be amazing. I know. (laughs) I know. Part of me is hoping in the next 48 hours. All right, where's the call-up? Where's the call-up? David Kosh is back. Hey, how about that? I mean, he did score one goal against the Ducks, which... I know. And then Andre did not score, and it was amazing. <laughs> not for Ducks fans. <laughs> well, you know, oh, so the local Philadelphia broadcast sometimes has fun with their Chirons, and so when he was being interviewed... 
the Chiron underneath his picture said score one for little brothers everywhere. Oh no. <laughs> it was great. Uh, okay. So where can everyone find you on the socials? I'm on Twitter at R Miriam. That's R M I R I A M. And of course you can also follow locked on flyers. Perfect. Uh, thank you very much for coming on today. It's been a pleasure and hope to have you on again at some point. Absolutely. All right. And before I let you go, uh, just one quick thing. Did you get a chance to hear the Jeopardy episode? I did. It was so lovely. Thank you so much. It just, it means so much to the Flyers fan community that the rest of the NHL seems to have risen in support of Oscar. And it just makes us feel good. Yeah, let, let's give a quick plug one more time to the Sarcoma Foundation of America, right? We got to support that. For sure. And if I understand, that's the official, I guess, I don't want to say charity, but that's the charity that I've seen most often linked as far as where to donate in support of Oscar Lindblom. Yep. All right. Uh, once again, thank you very much and have a good weekend and happy new year. You too. Once again, I'd like to thank Rachel Donner for coming on today's show from Locked On Flyers. You can download today's podcast or any of the previous few episodes on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Also, please make sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow me personally at StimpyJD. And if you follow those Twitter accounts, you'll see updates on the Ducks, the goals, hockey in general, and also the World's Junior Championships. And I want to thank everyone for listening. It's the end of the week. It's Friday. So thank you for listening. And I hope everyone had a great Christmas. And have a happy new year next week. Be sure to subscribe if you have not already. We will have shows on Monday and Tuesday. Then Thursday and Friday. There will be no show on New Year's Day. That's a day for everyone to celebrate with their families. With their friends. So no show on January 1st. Which is Wednesday. And a preview coming up. Monday will be a recap of the two games over the weekend Tuesday will be a special best of episode you don't, you don't want to miss that one Thursday will be our locked on San Diego goals episode and then back with regular shows after that uh, it's cold it's still you know really cold out there if you're driving through the passes please be safe and I can tell you that next week is going to be a fun week of shows and this week was fantastic you know locked on Jeopardy was a great episode for a great cause. As I mentioned earlier, you know, proceeds are going to go towards the Sarcoma Foundation of America. So if you can give a few dollars, that'd be awesome. We're all in support of Oscar Lindblom from the Flyers. Oh, and don't forget, if you guys are in SoCal, specifically if you're in the Orange County area Saturday and Sunday, do not forget to check out the SoCal Clash, Harvard versus Arizona State University, we have a couple of prospects from Harvard University that are on the ducks that I've mentioned on this very podcast. So if you're in Irvine, check that out at the Great Park Ice and Five Point Arena in Irvine, California. That's this Saturday and Sunday. So check that out. Look up SoCal Clash. Game on Saturday is at 4 o'clock. Game on Sunday is at 1 o'clock. As I said, it's cold out there. But as my buddy Ian McLaren says... They say Canada is home of hockey, but it looks like the grass is greener on the other side of the border. <laughs> 
for Locked on Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great weekend, everyone. I'll see you at the rink and stay cool, Anaheim. Anaheim.